Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to encourage you to really hear the word of God. How many people want God to answer your prayer? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be blessed? Raise your hand up. How many people want to walk in prosperity? Raise your hand up. How many people want to see heaven open over your life? Raise your hand up. Wow, you're pretty smart. <laughs> How many people want God to heal you? How many people want God to get rid of torturers out of your life? Sometimes we are tortured by something. And the reason we get tortured because we don't practice one of the important principles in the Bible. That is forgiveness and mercy. Genesis chapter 45 verse 15 say, Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them. And after that, they began talking freely with him. One of the most favorite stories in the Bible to me is the story of Joseph, the son of Israel or Jacob. I love this story. Joseph was a favorite son of Israel, and his brothers were jealous of him. What happened? The brothers sold him into slavery, and he was suffered for 13 years as a slave and as a prisoner. He was mistreated so many times by his brothers, by his boss wife, Potiphar's wife, lied about him, and he has to be put in jail. And God really tested this man. Whether what happened, he gonna stand in righteousness, compassion, and mercy or not. He was a man of righteousness. He's a man of mercy and compassion. What happened? One day, some of the brothers showed up. He was promoted to be the second in command in all Egypt. And the brothers showed up asking for food. The brothers could not remember him because he was dressed in the position of the prime minister. The Bible says, Joseph kissed his brothers. Joseph cried embrace them and talk to them. Instead of saying, hey, I remember you. This is a time of payback. This is a time that you're gonna learn the revenge. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna put you in jail. Joseph shows the way of God. He forgave his brothers. I believe that the reason God could promote him to be the prime minister in Egypt. In fact, when you think about it, God allowed him to be sold to be a slave in Egypt because God has the plan for him to be the prime minister in Egypt. And the reason God trusts him to be a prime minister, to have that such a power and authority in Egypt because he has proven his life that God can trust him. Everyone say, God can trust me. I want God to trust me so that he can give me promotion. God could trust Joseph because God knows that when he received the power and authority in Egypt, 
He would not abuse his authority. He would continue to do good to people who has done wrong to him. He would use his authority in a righteous way. I want to be Joseph in this generation, that God give me authority and power, and He can trust me that I can handle the power authority in the right way. What is the key here? Joseph passed the test. Joseph forgave his brothers. Joseph showed goodness and mercy and compassion to those who hurt him in the past. Proverbs chapter three. I'm going to read many scripture here. Proverbs chapter three, verses three to four. I want to convince you: Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. What is the key here? Like Joseph, walk in loyalty, love. Kindness and compassion. We always make a decision to choose kindness and compassion and loyalty. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 21: Whoever pursues righteousness, this is why I talk about tithing. Don't cheat God, please. That is not righteous. We should be righteous people. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love. Will find life. You're gonna live a long life. Righteousness and honor. God will give honor to those who walk in righteousness and unfailing love. I want to encourage all of you to be like Joseph in this generation. You are a Christian who give praise to those who make mistake, who has done wrong in your life. Please don't judge or make a conclusion about somebody's whole life because of one season of mistake. Maybe I make one mistake to you, and you judge me, and you don't forgive me, and you think that this man gonna fail forever. No, do like Joseph. Give people the second chance, the third chance. Forgive. I understand that you don't need to be friend with those who hurt you. You don't need to invite them to come to your house. And sleep over in your house. You don't need to give all the access to them to come to your bank account, but you still love them, and you still do good to them and pray for them. Please give people the second chance, the third chance. Please do like Joseph. Let go of the past disappointment, past hurt, past offense. Let it go, and move on with your life, and. Continue to go to the promised land of your life. We should walk in the way of God. We should follow the footstep of Jesus Christ. What kind of God we worship here? He is a God of compassion. Exodus chapter 33 verses 18 to 19, and he said, "Please show me your glory. Glory means the thick presence of God. God showed up. The word glory have two meanings in the Old Testament. Come from the word kabod, K-A-B-O-D." The word kabod means number one, perfect character of God. Two, it means He shows up. He, His presence is there in a tangible way. Moses said, "Please show me Your glory. Please show up." Then He said, "I will make all my goodness pass before You, and will proclaim the name of the Lord before You. I, 
God said to him, "Will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, I, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion." When God shows up, He show His goodness, He show His mercy and compassion. Exodus 34 verse 6: The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, "Yahweh." The Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Are you glad that we worship and serve the God of compassion and mercy? Without God's compassion and mercy, I would be in trouble a long time ago. I make so many mistakes in my life. I have committed many sin. I'm not a perfect husband. I offended my wife so many times, but by the mercy of God, He did not give me trouble. He still forgave me, and my wife forgave me. He is a God of compassion. Psalm 86 verse 15. But you, O Lord, are a God of full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. I love all this scripture. It helped me to know what kind of God I worship and I believe. Psalm 116 verse 5, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord wants us to walk with, like Him. Walk in love, unfailing love, compassion and mercy, forgiving and do good to people. Those scriptures are in the Old Testament. Look at the New Testament what Jesus said, Matthew 6, 12. And forgive our sin, forgive us our sin, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. So now Jesus come to the specific point here. If you want to walk in goodness, compassion, and mercy, you forgive other people's sin, and God will forgive you. In another translation, the Bible says, please forgive us our debts and we will forgive our debtors. Why we say that we forgive those who hurt us, the debt? Because in our mind, when people hurt us, harm us, what we think, you have to pay me back. You owe me something, you hurt me, you're gonna get hurt too. I want to get back with you. You need to be hurt too. That's why the Bible used the word debt. But God said, don't, Ask them to pay your debt. Forgive them. Because you also make mistakes. And you have to pay God's debt too if you don't forgive. That's a big problem here. Matthew 6, 14 to 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sin, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow, is this serious? How many people want God to forgive you? When God forgives you, He protects you. He helps you. But if you don't receive God's forgiveness, what happens? You open the door for the torturer to come in. That's why sometimes people get sick because they don't forgive. I remember reading the story of a woman who had cancer, terminal, I think liver cancer, terminal state cancer. She travels to so many revival services and let the evangelists who have the gift of healing lay hand on her, pray for her. She never, never get healed. Until one day, she went to see a sister, a Christian sister, 
this lady is not even evangelist. And this Christian sister asked this lady, the sick lady, who's going to die soon, are you getting mad at somebody? Are you having bitter against anybody? And the lady said, yes, I am bitter against my ex-husband who dumped me and got another girl. And I'm mad at God as well. And the Christian friend said, could you please forgive God and forgive your husband? Let's pray right now. She did. She bowed down and prayed to let her husband go and also forgive God. Right after she prayed, the cancer was gone and she continued to live. So sometimes the torture come in because we don't forgive people. That's why it's so important to really forgive so God can forgive you. How many people believe you are so perfect and you never make mistakes? Are you perfect? You never make mistake, never sin. Do you want God to forgive you? Yes. Oh yeah, I want God to forgive me too. Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sinned against me? Seven times? No, Jesus answered. Not seven times but 70 times seven. That's a lot, 490 times. We need to keep forgiving people who have offended us. Matthew 5, 43 to 48. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and send rain on the righteous and unrighte the unrighteous. If you love those who loved you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Again and again, Jesus in the New Testament talk about love your enemy. Forgive your friend who offend you. Love them. Keep forgiving them. Show compassion to them. Be like God who is compassionate, merciful, and good. Be like Him. Just forgive people. After this sermon, I hope you forgive everyone who has hurt you and harmed you in the past. Be like Joseph. Amen? Let God pay back for you. The Bible talks about God is a God of the payback. There are two things here. When God pay back, He pay back to you who get harmed. And He also pay back to those who don't repent and hurt you. He is the God of justice. I have learned this many times. When people hurt me, I let go. I lost something in my life. I lost some members. I lost some money because people uh, cheat me. But I learned that God paid me back every time. You remember the story of Job? The devil stole from him. His children died. All his property gone. And the Bible says in the book of Job, in the last chapter, God gave him double. 
One part of the Bible says, God give you double return for what you lost. How many people like double? So when people hurt you, he put you, God put you in the position of getting double. Everyone say double. double. I like the word double more than before. Amen? We are not the judge. We are not the jury. Let God handle. Put the situation that you get hurt, put that person that hurt you into the hands of the Almighty God. You move on with your life, you serve God, you continue to go to the promised land of your life. Psalm 112 verses 1 to 4 is the promise of those who walk in righteousness. Praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. The man who fears the Lord is the man who hates sin and repents quickly who find great delight in his commands, who like to read the Bible, receive the command of God and do what God say. And what happened? When you are the man and the woman who fear the Lord, his children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. How many people want God to bless your children? What you should do? Fear the Lord. Walk uprightly. Don't cheat God. Don't be crooked. Don't have bitterness against people. Be righteous. Obey the command of God. Wealth and riches are in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. God keep his promise. He will do this. Even in darkness, even in the time of the pandemic, the COVID-19, during the time of bad economy, light dawns for the upright for the gracious and compassionate and righteous man. Husband in this room, be compassionate, be righteous, be righteous and compassionate and merciful and do the right thing and God will shine the light into your home. God will bless your children and grandchildren. That is the promise of God. Amen? How many people want this promise to happen in your life? Make a decision to fear the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now the question come up. Someone hurt you in some way and you get hurt. And the next step after you get hurt, you start to get angry. <sighs> Why did she do this to me? And you start to think in your heart with your anger inside you. This person deserves revenge. This person needs to get hurt too. And you keep meditating on it. You keep feeding your anger and your unforgiveness. And what happens next? You start to plan the evil things to exact or to demand the payback from that person in order to satisfy our sinful nature the nature of selfishness and pride and anger. What are we going to do after we forgive? Let's look at the Bible together in Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Dear friends, never, everyone say never. never. What does it mean never? Zero time. Mm, not even one time. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, 
says the Lord. Revenge is a job of God, not your job. Your job is to forgive and ask God for mercy to forgive you. And let it go. Leave the past behind. Let go of the past. Keep moving on to the promised land. Don't look back to Sodom and Gomorrah like Lot's wife. Don't go back to Egypt. Keep going. Let me read Deuteronomy chapter 32, 35 to 36. I'm going to talk about the vengeance is the Lord here. Keep it in his hand. You don't take revenge. It is mine to avenge. I will repay in due time. Their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. The Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. God say, vengeance is mine. It's not your job to do. He can do a better job than you. Don't worry about it. Let God pour the vengeance on those who harmed you. Don't try to harm anybody. Don't try to exact revenge. Don't try to demand some bad consequences on people when they hurt you. What does it mean, vengeance, in the Hebrew language? The word vengeance comes from the Hebrew language, which means, number one, to punish. Number two, to inflict retribution. What does retribution mean? To cause negative consequences because of somebody take bad action against you. You want to take it back. You want to punish that person back. You want to repay harm with more harm because the first harm that people hurt you is not necessary. You just live your life and somebody harmed you and you say, I'm going to get back with him. He need to pay me back. I'm going to do something to take revenge on this person. But the Bible say, that is not our right to repay. The person who has the right to repay is the Lord. Remember this, eventually, God will repay. There is no offense, there is no sin that is left un punished. This is why I repent all the time and I don't want to sin against God. Because eventually the punishment will come to me on earth here if I don't repent. I'm going to explain this to you quickly later on. I know that you may feel this way. Pastor, wait a minute. This is unfair. They hurt me. I have the right to repay. I have the right to get back with them. I have the right to punish them, to cause harm to them. This is unfair. Why I give this responsibility to God? And not only that, you think, oh, okay, okay, let God do it, let God do it. And after a few years, you complain that, wow, this is not fast enough. Why nothing bad happened to them yet? It's not fast enough. Or two, you say, uh, the way they get hurt from God is not as the way I want. I want God to send fire to burn him. But God only let them to have some car accident. That's it. That's not fair. And 
Even King David, the man of God, complained about this. Look at Psalm 13, verses 1 to 2. This is what David complained. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? So King David complained, hey, please take revenge quickly. This is too long now. And the way you do it is not the way I like. I like you to just do something bad on that person who hurt me. My brother and sister, God's timing is not your timing. Number one. Number two, God's way is not your way. The way he takes revenge is different from your way. So leave it in the hand of the almighty God. Amen. Amen. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Keep moving on to your promised land. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the context of Deuteronomy 32 together that I just read a while ago. The context is this, listen carefully, so you understand the meaning of this scripture. The context is the children of Israel came out from Egypt. And then one day in Deuteronomy chapter 32, Deuteronomy 32, Moses gave a lesson and a reminder to the children of Israel that God will punish those who don't repent. And actually, when Moses talked about this, he did not talk about the Gentiles. He was talking to the children of God, the Israelites, who know about God, who knew the law of God, who have seen the split of the Red Sea, who seen the manna came from heaven, who saw water out of the rock. They experienced the goodness of God, but they still turned their heart away from God to the idol. And they want to go back to Egypt. And they complain, complain, complain. And the Lord said, this Deuteronomy 32, about the children of Israel who turned their heart away from God toward the idols, even though, even though they know better. They know the power of God, and they turned their heart away. So what we learn from Deuteronomy 32 here is this. is our human nature. When somebody hurt us, God, okay, vengeance is yours. Make sure you hit that person very bad. Make sure he will learn a big lesson. And I will rejoice when that person get hurt. That is our human nature. Self-righteous and selfishness. But when it's your turn, because you make mistake, and you deserve the punishment and the vengeance from the heaven. You say, God, have mercy on me. Don't please, don't spank me. Don't discipline me, oh, kill God. You are... Now you start to quote, you start to pray every Saturday in a prayer meeting, God, have mercy on me. God, you're the compassionate God. You're the God who's slow to anger. Don't punish me, I will continue to sin, that's okay. It's your turn, you ask God for forgiveness and for mercy. But when the turn of other people, hey God, hit hard, big rot, do it. Is that our nature? 
Hey. That's what happened to us. That's why I want to tell you three reasons that you leave the vengeance to the hand of God. Number one, I want to give you three reasons. Let go and move on and don't even think about it. Just trust God. Number one, our revenge usually comes from the root of anger. And when we walk in anger, we plan to sin. And we want the person who offends us to suffer so that that suffering will satisfy our anger. That's why we should not be the one who take revenge. Because it comes from the heart of anger and sinful nature. Let God handle revenge. Let God take vengeance, not you and me. Otherwise, we're going to sin against God too. By taking revenge, we sin. Let go. Number two, the second reason we should not take revenge, because the Lord say in the book of Second Peter, God doesn't want anybody to perish, but to come to repentance. God's vengeance is not about hurting people. God's vengeance is about redemption. It's about helping people to repent and come out from calamity, come out from the situation of perishing. God loved people. God's punishment, God's vengeance did not come from anger, but it came from mercy, justice, and compassion. Therefore, when God takes vengeance or revenge, he would do it out of mercy. He want that person to repent and come out from being purged because of their sin. So it's so different from us. For us, we want people to suffer. Amen? So the first picture, that when we are angry and we just sit there and plan to really damage people, but God is different. God wants to redeem people. Amen? Number three, the third reason why let God take care of vengeance. Because for us, we want to get back with the person. Because we want to take revenge. Our heart is full of anger. But for God, when he takes vengeance, he did it out of the seat of justice. He's a God of justice. This is the reason why no sin is left unpunished. Let me explain to you. He will do everything out of justice, out of mercy and compassion. For us, we do everything out of anger, out of hatred and bitterness. It's so different. Have we made mistakes? Have we offended people? Have people offended us? Now we come to how God brings justice. And I'm going to finish the sermon. If a man sinned against God, sinned against you, Definitely God is slow to anger. He is a long-suffering God. He will wait. He will do something. Maybe he sends somebody to warn you or warn that person, and he tried to teach you. Maybe you open the sermon on the internet and find that scripture to you, and oh, should I repent? The God is going to keep warning you, give you some time to repent and to be redeemed. He keep helping you. 
He's slow to anger. He's very compassionate and merciful. But eventually, when that compassion is over, he say, "Now you sin long enough. You don't want to repent. You keep going and going in sinning against people and against me. Now is the time to pour vengeance on you. Remember this: there is no sin that is committed." Will go unpunished on earth. Here, I'm talking about believers. Yes, you go to heaven because Jesus paid the price for you. But if you keep sinning, the principle of the Bible is you reap what you sow. If you hurt people, some people gonna come and hurt you. You reap what you sow. So the key is repentance. If you don't repent, the vengeance of the Lord will be poured on you eventually. Either now or 10 years from now or whatever, it will happen. Why? Because God is just. He is just. He need to practice justice. When you don't repent and you keep sinning, eventually you have to pay. And God gonna get the payback from you. God gonna repay you. God gonna bring vengeance against you. So please repent. But what happened when people do wrong, or you do wrong, you sin against people, and they pray that God will punish you. <laughs> they pray that God will send fire into you. But you repent. What happened? Will you sin be paid? Will God still bring vengeance on the situation? Yes, but not on you, on Jesus Christ. That's why I love Jesus so much. The key to get blessing and eternal life is to repent of our sin. I have offended Pastor Da so many times, even this morning. She said to me, "Why you say that? Oh, I'm sorry. I say it wrong. I don't mean that way. I offended her." But I repent right away. I say sorry. I should not say that way, because I was so stressed out with the sermon today. This is a difficult sermon to preach, very difficult, deep theology. So I did not think about what I say to Pastor Da, and then she say, "Why did you say that to me?" Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I repent. When I repent, my sins still need to be paid because of God's justice. But thank God, Jesus paid for me. This is why vengeance is the Lord. If I offend you, I harmed you, and I repent, you may not see the fire from heaven come and burn me, because Jesus took that punishment for me already. Vengeance should not be on our plate; it should be on God's plate, because He's a merciful, compassionate, and just God. Look at Isaiah 53. I'm gonna finish here. Isaiah 53, verse 10. Yet I read from NIV. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offering, offspring, and prolong his days. He will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. This scripture talk about Jesus Christ. In another version, say, Yet the Lord. Was pleased 
to crush him severely. On the cross, Jesus was crushed. The vengeance of the Lord upon the sinner, and your sin too, came upon Jesus on the cross. He suffered, and you don't need to pay. He paid for you. So what is the key here? If your enemy repent, what should you do? Rejoice, forgive, and say, thank God. They repent, and they don't have to face trouble. The vengeance is on Jesus now, not on them. You should rejoice. You should not get mad at God. Oh, they need to get into trouble. They should lose that job. No, no. You should rejoice that God forgive them through Jesus Christ. We should have a compassionate heart like Jesus. We should be merciful to those who sin against you. Amen? Can you do this? You look so confident. Some of you just sit. This sermon is not for me. Some of you like this. Thank God. Can you do this? Yes. Can you nod your head? Okay. I want to see you nod your head. <laughs> From now on, are we going to forgive people? From now on, are we going to leave the vengeance in the hand of God? From now on, do you believe that God will pay you back? Do you believe that God will pay that person back if they don't repent? Should we leave it in the hand of God? Everyone say, vengeance is the Lord's. I will walk in mercy. I will forgive. I will be like Joseph in this generation. God will honor me. God will give me favor. Promotion. God can trust me. He can give me more money, more authority, more power, because He can trust me. I can use those things in a righteous way. I will not use my money to hurt anybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Practice forgiveness and mercy and leave the vengeance in the hands of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, that you show us many scriptures that you are compassionate and merciful. You are full of unfailing love. You always forgive. You're slow to anger. And Lord, we need this from you, Lord, because we have made so many mistakes in life but you forgive us again and again when we repent. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking the vengeance on your body at the cross for us. When we don't have to pay, you pay for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we believe and declare you're the God of the payback. You pay us back what we lost because somebody hurt us, Lord. But you also, Lord, will bring justice to the situation. Lord, we forgive those who hurt us, those who have harmed us, offended us, Lord. We let them go. We will do like Joseph in the book of Genesis, Lord. And we believe, Father, 
as we pass the test of forgiveness, the test of righteousness, the test of compassion, we will be promoted by you. You can trust us, Lord. Your promises in the Bible, in the book of Psalm, in the book of Proverbs, shall be fulfilled in our life. We wrap our neck with loyalty and kindness. We walk in righteousness, in mercy and compassion. And we will be honored by you, Lord. We will see our children inherit the land, be mighty in the land. And the children after children, grandchildren will be blessed, Lord. Lord, and when darkness came into the world, your light will dawn on us, Lord. We will not be defeated. We will not be harmed by darkness of the devil on this earth. You shall protect us. We shall walk in favor of God. We will live a long life. Sickness and disease have to live. Poverty have to live. The curse have to live our life, Lord. We will see the prosperity in our life, Father. Because we repent, we walk in compassion and forgiveness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to make sure your name is recorded in the book of life. I want to make sure that I will see you in heaven. Why don't we confess together? Even though you were born again Christian, but you can confess again that Jesus is your Lord, your Savior. The walk of faith is every day. You make sure you commit your life to Jesus. Amen? Let's pray with me. Confess with me right now. Father in heaven, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. He took my sin, curses, sicknesses, and bad problems on his body, on the cross. He gave me life, blessing, riches, divine health. He was raised from the dead on the third day. He is the living God. Lord Jesus, sit on the throne of my life. You are my master. I will obey your command. That is to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. And I will love my neighbors as myself. Lord, I believe you will guide me, provide for me, heal me, teach me, Use me. You shall bless me, Lord, with the blessing of Abraham. And use me, Lord, to be the blessing to the nations. Thank you, Lord. I repent of my sin. If I have done anything wrong, may your Holy Spirit reveal it to me. And I will repent quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this teaching.
I know this teaching is a heavy one, but I think we all need to hear that. Amen. It's something we all face: offense, harm, unforgiveness. It's something to be reminded, maybe off and on every year. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.